0: You are listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. So it's a company called Analog. I talked about them a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I was lamenting how they make this um, super. They call it the Super NT, and it's not a, It's not an emulator. It's actually hardware. That, uh, that that replicates the hardware of the super nintendo they did one for the regular nintendo and it was like a $500 console but the difference is it doesn't run you know roms on software it runs the actual games and you know if you go to amazon you can find any number of uh, pieces of hardware they're all pieces of shit i've gone through these uh, retro bits i've gone through like two or three of them one of them showed up doa i had to get it replaced and then the other day, I tried to play a Super Nintendo game on it, and it's just, like, f- fucking fried. Like, it, it, it does. it'll it mm. play Nintendo, it'll play Genesis games, and that's their big selling point, right? Hey, you can play all, all your old games, three in one, for 50 bucks. Uh, but the, what they don't tell you is uh, the pieces of crap they are going to die on you um, in, in, in a matter of months. So I've gone through a few of those, and it, it sounds crazy because I've got the Super Nintendo Classic, right? That has, like, the games. I've hacked it. I've put on all the games that I want on it. It's got save states. It's got everything... But I've got this drawer full of old Super Nintendo games, and it just kills me that I don't have a, a console that it can play them on. Um, so a couple weeks ago, on this very show, was lamenting the fact that they're always sold out. Like, since the minute they announced this thing, they've been sold out. Um, and like literally, like, the next day, because I'm on, like, the out-of-stock waiting list, oh, give us your email. We'll tell you when they're back in stock. Next day, I get this email, hey, this Friday, Super NT, back in stock, 10 a.m., you, you, you log in and get on the waiting list, and, and uh, you'll be able to, to order one. So uh, much like us trying to get Force Awakens tickets, Joe, at 10 a.m. on Friday, there I am, refresh, 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 trying to get one, and lucky enough, got through, got one ordered, it's arriving tomorrow, and I have no controllers to play it with. It does not come with a controller. <laughs> uh, it'll, well, I, I should take that back. I do have my original Super Nintendo controllers, because it's it's the fat port that connects to the old uh, original super nintendo right and nowadays everybody mm-hmm. has like usb even the classic has like the smaller connector um because you know the, the size of that port is like the entire width of that super nintendo classic there's no way they could use that uh or all the controllers that 8-bit Do makes they're all bluetooth um so uh yeah now i'm just trying to get one there's one specific model that they make that has uh, that's wireless that has that fat port that you can connect to, and uh, it is just as sold out as the Super NT was. So um, I may have to go back to the Dark Ages and play with a wired controller for my first couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to get this thing, man. It does actually cool. have an SD card on the side where you can uh, side load ROMs into it, which uh, I will probably do. But uh, it's just – it's a cool, sleek-looking little thing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, there, uh, I got Jay's attention by talking about loading games yeah. on the ROMs. He's like, that's, <laughs> that's my kind of action. Speaking your language now, Anyway, so've uh, I've talked long enough.
1: Anybody, uh, anybody playing any games, any video games for this video game podcast? Hey, hey, if anybody's been following like my quest on, uh, on the latest episodes of this podcast where I've talked about how I'd been uh, <laughs> plugging away at Final Fantasy V.: Oh yes. Uh, finally finished that. Whoa. Um, yeah, I was uh, I got stuck in trying to like master all of the job classes mm-hmm. and eventually was like, okay, look. I just want to make sure I have the the abilities I need to to move forward. I don't need to master all of this stuff. Um so at that point when I decided to keep moving on, my characters were all like in like the mid 60s. And basically if you looked at any walkthrough, like the highest level you need to be to finish the game is like high 40s. Mm-hmm. So I I felt pretty confident uh and moved on and ended up running into some of the ultimate weapons that they'd put in the game and had to kind of adjust my tactics, but got through those, uh, beat the game, mm. and was so thrilled because that's the last Final Fantasy game that I hadn't played before. Um, so now I've got all of them under my belt. I haven't finished all of them, but I, at least I've now played all of them. Uh, the nice. only bummer is that there was something up with the coding, and we talked about this in text. Mm. I beat the game, and then like halfway through the credits, it just like went dark. And it didn't continue. I oh, no. I still have yet to see the, the end screen. And that's kind of like a, a big, like OCD thing about me where I'm like, I need to see that screen. Say that's that mattress, man, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's it. And, and I haven't seen, and so I've beaten the final boss of this game like four times and it, it freezes at that moment every time. Uh. And so I just have to accept the fact that like, look, I beat it. I'm just not going to see that screen. Um, and Jay is like, well, what we could do, we could find you like a save and get you a ROM and you could start from that point. I'm like, yeah, but that's somebody else's character. You know, like that feels like it's cheating. And I just don't want to do that. I I would rather just, I guess, rest knowing that I did beat it. I just don't have that, that photo that I'd like to take like that screenshot of the end. That does kind of suck.
0: I, I, I know exactly the feeling you mean. Um, especially I, I used to hook up my VCR. To my Nintendo's back in the day, yes, and record the endings uh, so that I could play them back without having to beat that final boss, especially if it was something that was uh,
1: difficult to achieve, Uh, Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. as a little bit of proof, right? Exactly. And the thing is, like, who who do I have to prove it to? Who do I have to? (laughs) Who needs to prove? I don't Uh, believe you. uh, (laughs) And if I if I need need to watch the ending again, thank God I live in the age of YouTube where I can just. That's true. Uh, But once I finished that, uh, I started, I pulled out the old 3DS Mm -hmm. uh, and decided, you know, I'm going to take a break until before I go into Final Fantasy VI, uh, delay that pleasure a bit because I love that game, uh, and play something else that I hadn't played through. Currently working on The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. Uh, Oh, I hadn't finished that or Spirit Tracks, and what turned me off on it was the control. Like you had to use the stylus on the touch screen right. to basically do all the actions, all the moving. Still hate that. I think it's a horrible control scheme. Uh, I think it's designed exclusively for you to tear up the touch screen of your 3DS <laughs> so you have to buy new units. Uh, but so far, having not played Wind Waker before, I feel like I might be missing a little bit of what's going on, but it's still pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. The story's nice, the gameplay... All things considered, the gameplay is okay, but yeah, I'm playing a little bit of that. And Tess, uh, let me uh, let me have his copy of Demon Souls. Because he had interest in playing it. It came with a bundle. And he's like, here, keep it as long as you want. And I was like, okay. Nice. Well, I'll get it back to you as soon as
0: I can. But Well, before mm-hmm. I get to our other guests as far as games are playing, I do want to jump in because uh, you mentioned Wind Waker, and that is the game that uh, we yeah. are playing. Jenna and I finally picked that up. Uh, I've had nice. it on the Wii U for, so gosh, good. about 10 years now. Uh, I never got around to playing it. I, I tried to play it originally on the GameCube, bought it back then, um, and that was when I was still kind of pissed that they'd, uh, made a hard left and gone for this kind of car- cartoony style. I've had some time to heal. Mm-hmm. I've gotten over it. Well, uh, a lot of people
2: were, yeah, a lot of people were at that time,
0: and uh, really kind of enjoying it. I mean, at its heart, it is still a Zelda game, and uh, I can't mm-hmm. deny that many people have it at the top of their Zelda games uh, lists. Uh, Mark is here uh, shaking
3: his head ferociously, so. or nodding in my head. I would say it's like <laughs> one of my one of my favorites. Yeah, I love that Indeed. game so much, and also love Phantom Hourglass, but i especially love spirit tracks i mean the oh, soundtrack true. in spirit tracks mm-hmm. is like a gift from the from the triforce gods like <laughs> oh my god so mark is the control scheme the same in spirit
1: tracks like in my yeah, yeah, yeah. hmm okay well as long as i'm prepared
2: <laughs> for it which is like i said if, if you can find one of those ones that kind of wraps around your thumb
1: or or if i can find mine somewhere it helps you know what, even Jay, though I it doesn't it, seem like it does i thought about that and then i started looking at the way that i'm controlling things though and i feel like if i did that it would i would see even less of what's going on on the touch screen because i've got True. my thumb all yeah because it it block yeah,
3: it's more of like an rts control where you're like tapping where he, you want him to go or what you want him to interact mm-hmm. with versus a right. uh, fake right. analog stick on the touch screen but, yeah yeah Right. Uh Mark, what do you okay, play cool. nowadays? Um so about a month ago Monster Hunter Rise came out. So oh. I've been kind of I've put a hundred hours at least into that game oh my so God. far. Wow. Yeah. It's uh it's a good time. <laughs> I've
2: I've heard it's really good. The game's yeah.
3: only been out for forty eight hours. You've hours <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a really good game. It's an action RPG. You hunt monsters, get their parts, craft armor, and go hunt stronger monsters. It's pretty awesome. You know, I played previous
1: uh, installments in the Monster Hunter franchise, and when they announced this and put the demo out on the store, I downloaded it and I tried it out, and I didn't enjoy it as much. Hmm. Uh, so I guess if you like it, then that must mean that they're still doing something right. Uh, yeah,
3: I think the older the ones demo? were were really slow and they were, like, really tactical. And this one, they added a thing called a wire bug where you can just, like, zip around and you're mm-hmm. it's, like, super fast. Mm-hmm. Um it's to me, it's a lot better than old Monster Hunters, just because the old ones were so. You felt like you were holding a giant sword, which is, I guess, you are. But this one is a lot more zippy. Yeah, there there was definitely a slog element to it. Mm-hmm. G- I, I think it's worth a play. I mean, it, once you yeah. get used to the controls and you really get into it, you start moving around a lot faster, and all the different monster designs, and plus it's co-op. So I play with yeah. Tiffany, my girlfriend. And, That's awesome, and we have a really awesome time. Yeah.
1: I was about yeah. to ask if you play if you play multiplayer on that if you have a crew that
3: you run with oh yeah a little three-person crew yeah. squad
0: that's that's kind of like the, the the big appeal of that game right is the multiplayer yeah.
3: yeah 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 i would say in fact it's like really built where you beat the story mode and it's like whatever but then you farm the multiplayer for mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours and there's a free update coming out next week where they're adding new monsters so you farm them for hours and oh, hours shit. and hours there's another yeah. another hundred hours down the uh,
0: drain when that oh yeah i up. can i can hear it already <laughs> Jay, did we ask you what's nice. what, uh, what your plan?
2: Uh no, not yet. Um
1: Good. Let's thanks. keep it that way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a 16 Big Gladiators here I'm on the kidding. Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joel. <laughs> no, uh Jay, what
2: are you uh, yeah, what are you playing, Jay? Uh I've I've actually gone back and I found there is a port of Doom Three mm. Um for the quest uh that actually plays on the headset. It's like a native port for the quest. So I've actually started oh going back through that and Motion sickness. It's actually not too bad. It's not too bad, especially because the, the the with the Quest Two, it's got like the ninety hertz, so it can actually run in a, a decent frame rate. But holy shit, it's like that's traumatizing. The game is. I mean, it was it, it was a bit of a monster closet type of a game where things would jump out at you and stuff on the flat screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seeing that in VR, holy fuck, no. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, but that is that is traumatizing, and I saw that there's somebody's working on um, Alien Isolation. Oh no, for that as well. Nope. Oh, no, Oh, wow, no. gonna have to pass no. on that one. I
0: think like legit,
2: and, I, and, and Resident Evil Four is coming that, out for it. That was the one I heard I'm
0: about. Excited about that one. Oh yes. no, <laughs> like that's gonna legit cause people to have heart attacks. Like we're gonna get to the point yeah. with VR where companies are gonna start being held liable because people are having medical conditions, <laughs> as, um, as they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, no. It,
2: it's been great. It's 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 a fantastic port. It's it's a completely fan made port. It's uh, cause they open sourced the engine. Mm. So people basically just took it and and made it work for the quest. And it it's surprisingly good. Like it has full hand tracking and everything. Nice. So all the guns are are separate. You can point different from where you're actually looking. So you can shoot something over here while you're looking at something jumping out of you over here. So it's 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 really good. Wow. Really good.
0: All right. Uh, well, for real this time, it is the 16-Bit Gladiators on the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, my name is Joel. I am joined by Joe Kujanati. Hey! Uh, also, of course, by Jay Gunn. Hello, hello. And once again, joining us, special guest Mark Zamora. Hello again. Woo-hoo. Hey, hey. Or oh, I should say, hello there. <laughs> 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 there you go. Getting <laughs> into the mood because this is our May the 4th episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators. This is our video game podcast where we... Uh, Uh, join together every week to talk about video games, video game topics. Uh, You want to follow us on Facebook, you can do so at our Facebook page, 16-Bit Gladiators, and also on Twitter. Our handle is at 16-Bit Gladiators. And if you've forgotten all that, you can go to our website at 16-Bit com. We've got all the handy links, all of our episodes. I added an extra at there, didn't I? That's funny. Can't get it right. Sure did. It's an (laughs) at-at kind of night, wouldn't you say? Ah, (laughs) uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Although Joe... You know, I had somebody admonish me, and they're like, yes. you know, it's actually pronounced A-T-A-T. Well, fuck oh, that person, up, and yeah. fuck yeah. everybody else who says <laughs> it, because as long as those movies have been out, people have been pronouncing it At-At. Uh, I don't know anybody yeah, who ever said A-T-A-T. It's actually both. <laughs> I mean, it just... its Both just, are acceptable. The, the, the brevity uh, of At-At uh, just, just kind of rolls right off the tongue. Uh, and so, yes, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about At-At Walkers. On this very special May the Fourth themed episode of the Sixteen Bit Gladiators, where we're going to be talking about Star Wars video games, all of the Star Wars video yes. games, maybe not all of the Star Wars video games. We, we, we don't have, have enough time to tell. Exactly, all of the Star Wars <laughs> we would be here all night, man. I was googling that list. Uh, you know, usually when we do a category, uh, Wikipedia's got a handy little uh, list there for us. You want to talk about failed video game consoles, as we did a couple of weeks ago. Listen to our failed video mm-hmm. game consoles, but if you if you Google it, there's a list right there in Wikipedia, about twenty twenty five long. Uh, But with Star Wars Mm -hmm. games, they have broken them down into subcategories and sub-subcategories because there are so fucking many. Now, I didn't want to put any limits on us because we could say, oh, no mobile games, right? No uh, educational games. But uh, (laughs) I'm just leaving it open to uh, memorable or notable Star Wars games. Uh, So I think between the four Mm -hmm. of us, uh, we can can talk about a variety of of Star Wars games over these past 40 years. So that is our topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and as oh, we nice. usually do, um, we I, I think we have list. I've got a list here. Uh, and so maybe we can mm-hmm. kind of just go around the room, uh, talk about a game, and I'm sure we'll all have opinions on said game. So uh,
1: since we've got special guests... Whoop, go
0: ahead, Joe.
1: Oh, no. What, what I wanted to say, really, quick, just a little preamble before we get into this, Please. is that I don't think that there is a an IP uh, that that you could talk about that has tried so hard to fit a game into every single genre possible. Yes, absolutely. Like they have made a Star Wars game that fits everything. Yep. You want a rhythm dance game? There's a Star Wars game We for don't that. talk about that. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you, want a, you want an Angry Birds game that has Star Wars mm-hmm. themes? They've got that. Hey, you want a Minesweeper style like time waster for your desktop on your Windows PC? They made one of those too. You want an MMO? How about a fighter? How about a Twisted Metal clone? They, they've made yes. a game for every genre. And like at some point you've got to like, I think the only genre they haven't made a game. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if someone knows that there is one, is a like uh, a Telltale style like mm. choose your your responses kind of game. Like I don't think they've done one of those.
3: Yeah, yeah. Probably I can't think
1: of one off the top of my
3: head. Probably not
0: for a long time. Trying though. yeah, or or, or yeah. they're just uh, legally bound
1: from uh, creating a game like Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I think it's Mandalorian game. Like it's gonna be choose your your choices and right <laughs> save the child. Yeah, I think if
2: if Telltale hadn't uh, hadn't gone basically, I, I don't know if they went out of business completely
1: or if they. If not they, completely uh, but they did they sold off the games that they already had i think uh, to yeah. another uh, publisher uh, and you, i there was a mo- there was a time where you couldn't get the telltale walking dead games they were listed on the switch marketplace but you couldn't buy them right. and then eventually they came back and you could, you could grab them yeah i think if that
2: hadn't happened then we would be seeing some sort of a telltale star wars there oh,
3: might have sure. been one point and click about Yoda, it was like Yoda's great adventures or something like
1: that. But... You're you're possibly thinking about Yoda stories, which was. <laughs> Uh, a procedurally generated puzzle game you're right was yes. originally yeah it was originally created kind of like that's what i was talking about like a minesweeper style time waste oh yeah yeah for your mm-hmm. for your windows desktop and then they ported it over to the game boy
0: Yoda that's funny that, that sounds it, made up yeah
1: <laughs> it, 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 i wish it was because it's horrible
3: <laughs>
0: well mark uh, that was your first game engine so we're, we're going to move on to jay no, just kidding. Uh, I will let you <laughs> <laughs> legit uh, talk about a Star Wars game of your choosing right now.
3: Yeah, so I think I just wanted to start off with my first memory of a Star Wars game, mm-hmm. and it and it, it really kind of soured my expectations for a long oh, time no, no, because oh, no. we used to always go to Blockbuster and we used to always rent something. And I was I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, have always been, and I saw a Star Wars game for the NES, and I was like. A very little kid at this point, and i I rented that game so excited to go home and play it, and it starts off, and you're like immediately in a land speeder, and you it's like mm-hmm. go to uncle Ben's house, go to or go to Ben Kenobi's hut and it doesn't tell you anything about how to play. and mm-hmm. so uh, it was the worst experience I ever had in my entire life.
1: yeah, um, <laughs> okay, so everything he said is correct, mm-hmm. except I love the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it's no, you're it's horrible. It's a horrible game. It's horribly uh horribly constructed like we, and we've talked about this before i think mm-hmm. with mark that like when you build a game when you put a game, talking about the mario games when the thing that mario games do well is they like introduce a mechanic mm-hmm. and then also like kind of show you like this is how you're going to use this it's how it's going to come in handy later and they kind of let you learn within the context of the story also how to learn to play the game correctly right and you don't get that he's right they just drop you in the middle of this world and you just, got, you got to find it out for yourself. Like you've just got to discover it and it doesn't get any easier. Like, so you have to <laughs> go to Tatooine and you've got to find And the thing is you could choose not to do any of this. You could bypass all of this and just go straight to Han Solo, uh, Mos Eisley hmm. and fly, fly off of Tatooine. But the thing is, look at that. Nice. Yes. nice. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I like at the bottom um, of
0: my shirt. Like, I don't know if you can see what what it says at the bottom. It's your penis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? Live music all week? Is that what it says? Where our friends That's don't it. like you, and we don't like you oh, either. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome.
1: Sorry, didn't mean to kill conversation there, but That's so true. proud that you mentioned no, no, Moss so, Isley, and I'm wearing so my so Moss Isley shirt. The reason why you want to find uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is because he having him in your party gives you extra lives. Uh, then you want to find R2-D2, Because R2-D2 can, like, help you regenerate shields on your ships. Then also while you're on Tatooine, there are shields, uh, like, units that you need to find. If you don't find these, your ships won't have shields when you're flying them later in the game. That counts for the X-Wings and the Millennium Falcon. So, like, you find majority of your shields on, uh, on Tatooine. Then when you go to the Death Star, there's a couple that you find there as you're saving Princess Leia. So then you can use those at the end for the Death Star assault. Oh my gosh. that's not laid out wow. anywhere it's not wow. laid out anywhere but mark, that mark, was one of those games like that i i just grinded over and over again until i got it right
3: mark
0: did you know any of this or is you're learning no this for the first i never time? found
3: ben kenobi i never found him <laughs> oh so i God. never got past that part i would because there's like rocks or something that you can crash into uh-huh. and you yep. crash every time boom and it doesn't tell you which direction to go or anything. So I, mm-hmm. I literally never got past that.
1: What I did, Mark, was I had a piece of paper and I physically mapped all wow. of that, the, the Tatooine landscape. I mapped where the caves were, what was in every cave. So that way I knew on subsequent playthroughs where I had to go. Uh, but yeah, there was, it took some time. Jeez. Wow. That's the old school gamer you. right there. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is how we got through yeah. Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, that's, that's right. how we got through all oh, those yeah. all those games like but that. Th- but like I said, just to reiterate again, Mark is absolutely right that it's horrible. <laughs> 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 I just I had a lack of options at the time, so but I the, had to just make do. That,
0: that's a good way to <laughs> kick things off, though, with uh, your your memory of your first Star Wars game experience. Um, I've I've got one later up, uh, but before we do that, uh, I will move on to Jay. Jay, uh, what Star Wars game do you want to start with? Uh, well, I'll start with, um, I guess it came out on PC originally,
2: uh, DOS and it eventually came to consoles was, uh, dark forces oh with, uh, kind of kicking off the, the whole Kyle Katarn saga on his, on his journey, the beginning of his journey, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I guess it was kind of like a, it was a DOS, not DOS, a doom style. Uh, f p s shooter mm-hmm. where it was that that kind of the flat uh sprites instead of three d models right and it, it kind of introduced um some new stuff like new new ways of of doing the the first person shooter where you could actually look around look up and down jump duck all that stuff that you couldn't do with uh, in most of the three d shooters back then yeah. yeah uh but no it was it was a great it was a good uh it, it was me, I'm a, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, more of like the surface of the Star Wars fan. I haven't really dove way deep into the fandom, like, right. like some people. Um, Nerds. so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, points to Joe. So, so it was, it was interesting getting, uh, you know, getting a different take on the, on the story, like getting a kind of a side story that it still had some involvement with Luke Skywalker and, and the cast that you're familiar with from the movies but it was also going into the uh the expanded universe i guess that uh that i never really got into the books on that so getting some of that story through through the games was was very uh interesting i guess <laughs> yeah a, that's a
3: one of my favorite aspects of the games is getting those auxiliary stories that kind mm-hmm. of lead or add on to the stories you're familiar with i i love mm-hmm. that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, uh, the funny
1: thing about Dark Forces is just kind of how it came about. It was, you know, there was a, a huge community of people that were modding Doom to put yeah. Stormtroopers and Star Wars locations in it uh, to the point where LucasArts was like, uh, you know, we may as well make some money doing this. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they yeah. kind of like skidooed a little story about a guy named Kyle Katarn and did this Dark Forces game, which was awesome because then it led into the whole like Jedi Knight, mm-hmm. uh, Jedi Academy uh, games and stuff like they were able to build a whole universe around Kyle Katarn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was it's a it's a good way to go. Coming back to that game now it's super oh, ugly to look yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It> was, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was probably the the first of like the the late 20th century uh the first of the good Star Wars games before mm-hmm. we saw a dip again.
0: Mm. Well, then Joe, I can't wait to hear uh what's first on your list. Will it be a good game? Will it be a bad one? Is it an ugly one or a pretty one?
1: I think what I want to do is just out of the gate. I want to I want to talk about probably and it was hard. It was hard to narrow it down, but probably my favorite Star Wars game uh, is the Lego Star Wars: The Complete Trilogy. Not with like not with Phantom Menace and all that stuff. Just the original three films. Mm -hmm. I I went into this game with very low expectations. The bar very low, uh, and. Ended up really loving it. I loved this this whole aspect that, like, the game wouldn't let you die. Like, there was no way to die. You just came back, and you had to collect these studs. And that was the only penalty, really, is if you died, you would lose some of the studs that you had collected up to that point. But, like, it retold the Star Wars saga in such an entertaining way. Mm -hmm. And originally, the LEGO games didn't even have, like, dialogue. It was just, like... Uh, like Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton <laughs> style right. like physical comedy and it was really clever fun uh, the one that still sticks to my mind is when they were doing return of the jedi and jabba's about to make luke skywalker like jump uh, walk the plank and there's this whole physical bit where like he's just kind of jumping like it's a trampoline jumping and doing tricks on on the plank uh, and it's it's great and the gameplay around it was really cool. There's like a weird 3D Metroidvania aspect to it that like you would kind of come across things that you couldn't interact with. You knew that there was something you had to do there, but you couldn't interact with it. So and then later in the game, you would find a character that had the ability to do that. And so it created this, this not just a, a need, but a want to go back to levels, revisit mm-hmm. levels, and see what you could do with new characters and new powers. And I think to be able to like re-engage your your in players with stuff like that and really maximize the the real estate in your game. Man, I think that's clever. You know, on top of just having an entertaining story, cute characters, a cool IP that's attached to like another cool IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Lego Star Wars was it. It's crazy to me that that kind of kicked off the
2: the Lego games themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean there there were other uh, there were other Lego games around at the time, but they were not like they weren't the style yeah, where it was they like were like a racer or like, yeah, a, like construction, yeah. but it wasn't like an actual story based game. Actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And to be able to kick it off with freaking star
1: Wars, man, yes. it's
2: just mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. And the no, fact that, go, that grand go, franchise Wars, is still going yeah. on,
1: it's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, coming out soon, they're going to have the complete Skywalker saga. Yeah, all uh, nine I think films it comes out like another month or something. Uh, I'm all over. It. Actually, I think it got pushed. Oh, November, it? December, I think I think it got pushed to November, December. So
0: sorry to be the bearer yeah. of bad news, Joe, but uh, you're gonna have to hold on to that Man. a little longer. Before you can play uh, Ray and Kylo Ren in your Lego Star Wars universe, although I, th- I think they already have some individual. I, I hope games. they let me be shirtless Kylo Ren. Oh,
3: yeah, <laughs> Ben Swolo. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's kind of one of the cool things about the Lego games is they embrace the meme. You know, they'll mm-hmm. always have like mm-hmm. random characters that you can play as that are just jokes. Like right. isn't mm-hmm. there one like Jedi Master Rob or something like that? He's he became a huge character. Yes. Yep. So, so, I, yeah, I love that about those games. Nice, mm-hmm. nice.
0: Good call. Well, I knew somebody was going to mention that, so I'm glad we got uh, the LEGO Star Wars games out of the way. Uh, out of the way. What about you, Joel? All right, on to me. Uh, well, again, I like what Mark did, kind of talking about one of his first Star Wars games, uh, so I'm going to use that as an opportunity to uh, uh, catapult into mine. Uh, of course, Atari 2600 was uh, one of my first, or my first, uh, home video game console uh, and there was an Empire Strikes Back game, which, you know, games back then were very, um, like, th- there were no multiple levels. Like, you'd be lucky if the screen actually moved. Um, and this one did, yeah. but uh, it was it was all based on um, the... The, the, the ad attack on Hoth. On Hoth, thank you, yes. Where, uh, Joe, you have played this game, right? You probably had it as well? I have the
1: cartridge still in my bedroom. <laughs> I do as well. Yes. I have... In my bedroom, I've got like a little like cubby that kind of displays the games that made me. And like I have that cartridge sitting up there. It was uh, pretty Uh, difficult. I, I like to refer to it as Eagle versus Camel. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is because the ad ads look like camels.
0: Uh yeah. your your little snow speeder was nigh unrecognizable. Uh and it was really frustrating because you had to hit this one little glowing block uh on, on um the adat and fly back and forth and try not to run into him at the same time, all the while kind of hearing this burp. burp, burp Like, that was the soundtrack of the impending doom of the ad walking. But uh, I only bring that up to talk about my real pick, which was uh, the first game that I felt did that sequence right. Of course, ever since you saw Empire Strikes Back, what you really wanted to do was be in a flight simulator, flying that snowspeeder, wrapping around his legs, and then letting it go. And for me, the first game that did that... Uh, in a satisfying way, was uh, Rogue Squadron for the N64. Rogue Squadron. I fucking played the hell out of that game. And not just that game, but that whole trilogy of games. Uh, Of course, the sequels Mm -hmm. coming out on the GameCube. But that first one, man, that's when I was... And I'm not even like a flight sim fan, Mm -hmm. but if you put it in the Star Wars universe uh, and, and make it run... You know, for 3D games back in, what was that, 96, 97... It was pretty smooth. Think, it was yeah. low polygon, but, you know, for Hoth, like, what do you need? It's all white anyway. Uh, and everything <laughs> is very angular. Not a lot of curves on those ships uh, or the Adats. Uh, and, uh, yeah. man, I had a ball
1: wrapping that twine around some at legs and watching them fall. There was a, uh, there's kind of a legacy of putting a sequence like that into a few Star Wars games. They haven't yeah. done it in all of them, but you get a sequence like that in Shadows of the Empire, mm-hmm. which was yes. the N64. Love that as well. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, no, that was shadows. of The empire is a good game. And I think it gets a bad rap with some fans. Does but it? It's good stuff. I mean, talk about, yeah, it does with, with some people, like some of the levels, some of the gameplay, it, it gets, it gets a little bit of a bad rap, but like in, in as far as like putting together a story, you guys were talking about like getting a story about a character that wasn't one of the core. Yeah. Uh, and, but, but, they still interact with the core, and they made it take place within the canon of like between Empire and Jedi. That's right. It was really cool, but they they had a good sequence like that. I would also even say that the NES version of The Empire Strikes Back, as horrible of a game as that <laughs> is, uh, has really good homage to that Atari twenty six hundred version of Empire Strikes Back, and the uh, the improvement that I would say that they put on it is the adats could shoot down your speeder. And then, like Luke, if if you crash it just the right way, Luke gets out. Oh. And then, as as Luke, you can run up to the adats and yeah. do the thing where you go up there <laughs> nice. and cut it open and throw the the charge in uh, before you find another speeder oh, that you can get fun. into. So that was that was kind of a a fun take on it. Other than that, oh, that cool, game is abysmal. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, but no, Rogue Squadron. I had that up on near the top of my list. That's wow. a good one.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was. Pin, like that to me is like pinnacle star wars game it was so good and and you kind of mentioned it a little bit but i think one thing not to get too nerdy but they were really ahead of their time that developed was that factor five factor or 5? Was five yeah. It was
1: factor five yeah
3: oh my god that gamecube engine even to this day blows my mind and what they had planned for rogue squadron four mm-hmm. where you're gonna be able to go from planet ground to space uh. i don't i mean man they were Smart. Was yeah. that one
0: of the the uh, canceled games when uh, Lucasfilm sold to Disney that we'll never get? No, I think, I think Factor Five just, just went out of.
3: of that, yeah, it, yeah no. Factor Five just ran out of money. I no, think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well I, I think. I mean, it was it was,
2: it was part, part of, of it was part of that, and it was part of because the GameCube itself it it wasn't the the highest selling console. Ah. Mm-hmm. um It did better than the Wii U, but
1: that's not really saying much. <laughs> God, <I love> that <laughs> console. Um, I just I just yeah. recently rebought the GameCube. It's so yeah. good. It's, yeah. such, it's a, such a, it's great, such a console. great console, man. It's it's so like it like the, the uh, I, this isn't about the GameCube. We're gonna talk about Snow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they were they were very they were very deep
2: into the GameCube development and they um they were doing some really innovative stuff that nobody else was really doing that mm-hmm. you know most people were trying to just do games that went with all the different consoles you know cross platform and mm-hmm. Factor 5 was one of the only third party um well, I guess second party technically
0: yeah right
2: well, where they were just all in on on gamecube development and uh so yeah they were they were doing some really innovative stuff with those games that made them one look incredible and stuff that you would not expect to be able to happen yeah. on a on
0: a GameCube. Mm-hmm. It, it, to that yeah. point one of those things they look incredible they also sounded incredible and i remember mm-hmm. it was, I, I believe it was rogue squadron was the first game where um you know of course you can't have a star wars game it's not a star wars game without the john williams score in there somehow right mm-hmm. and i think that was the first game where they were able to you know it wasn't samples of the orchestra but but as you progress through the level, the music would change. It was kind of, like, queued up to... And and, and it was a very uh, seamless transition where, you know, yeah. it, would, it would stay no. on tempo. Mm-hmm. They would just introduce new themes as you progress through the level. Uh, yeah, that was pretty groundbreaking. And now you see that all the time. Or hear it, I should no. say. Yeah,
1: that was... I thought you were about to say the first game that had, like, the sound effects in the soundtrack. and I'm like, no, nah, you had TIE Fighter, <laughs> X-Wing, oh, X-Wing yeah. versus TIE Fighter. Like, they used all that stuff, too. But, no, you're absolutely right. There was kind of a... um Oh, uh, what did they call it? Like adaptive evolution yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in the music. Yep, that's what it was. And they did that a little bit in um in Shadows of the Empire, but not to the degree that they did in Rogue Squadron.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. All right, Mac. Mm-hmm. Mac, Mark, we'll pass a baton back to you. Mac
1: and call Mac from now on. <laughs>
3: yeah, well I think this is a good I think I want to talk about the game that... So I talked about the game that kind of turned me away from Star Wars games, and the one that brought me back was Shadows of the Empire, actually. I love that game. Let's do it. To this day, Dash Rendar is one of my favorite characters. I mean, Mm. Han Solo's cool, but Dash Rendar is also very, very cool. And he's finally canon again, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Oh! So that's kind of cool. Yeah, Yeah. and what I loved about it is it kind of had that element of... Okay, I can fly in a ship. I can. It starts you off. I think in the in the snowspeeder and and on Hoth, and then you go into a like a first person shooter, and then you're in like a. It eventually takes you to an x wing. I think I haven't played it in so long, but that game yeah. was super cool, and I played it on the I, 64.
1: Well, you and at the very end, you're in his ship, the Outrider. Yes, uh, that's what it was called. As you're fighting against the Skyhook and stuff, and that's just man, I and, love. And the, you had that that Joel McNeely score that kind of felt like a John Williams score. Man, it was. It was, that was some excellent storytelling. Absolutely telling. right. Yeah. Yeah, that,
0: that ship that looked like half a Millennium Falcon, it was kind of cool, a little half-circle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that score, I know I mentioned the John Williams score, but um, that Joel McNeely score is really great. I, brought, I bought the soundtrack, I had it on CD, and I always thought that like, hey, if John Williams ever kicked the bucket before uh, we're done with these movies, he would have been the perfect guy to, uh, to step in and uh, take over the Star Wars uh, soundscape. Luckily with that. You know that happened.
1: that soundtrack is an enhanced CD. If you put that in a PC, mm-hmm. it would do like uh some like art, you would get like some art and video content from oh, Shadows of I I didn't Empire know that. Well. Oh wow. Yeah oh, I'll have to dig it out of mothballs now. No. no you <laughs> could just look it up. <laughs> this is the internet age, sir. You could just look That's it up right.
3: <laughs> and one of the things I love about like old Star Wars stuff is like the side characters are clearly based off like Pretty popular actors. So like Dash Rendar was Kevin Costner, right? Like he was. Yeah, he looked like him. Yeah. 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 Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't alone on this. Just a, like a, a slightly
1: ginger Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny.
3: So good. All right,
1: good pick, Mark. Yeah, I think
0: we're all agreed. Great one. All right, Jay, top that. All right. uh
2: The original was not the original, but the the old school Battlefront
1: two.
3: Mmm. The two thousand five yeah, so uh...
1: version, right? Is yes. that is that yes. the one where you could kill Ewoks? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I I I was so excited when they announced that they were that they were doing Battlefront and Battlefront well and eventually Battlefront two until I actually played the demo of the new Battlefront. And it was like it was just this generic kind of first yeah. person shooter. Agreed. And it was all like competitive multiplayer, which you know, being forty, oh, I guess at the time about thirty eight years old when it came out. Oh, still, I'm not as nimble as I as I was back in my my twenties and <laughs> teens, and uh, so I was getting my ass handed to me pretty easily on on the on that game. But other than that, it was it was kind of a boring thing. so, it was, so when I uh, when Steam had released uh, all of the Star Wars games that came out for PC as a bundle, I was like, well shit, I'm I'll go ahead and buy that. And Battlefront 2 was part of it. And mm. I had remembered playing it back on the PS2 and just going back to it and seeing even back then like how much better it is of an experience than what we got with the with the newer games. It's just incredible. And it's one of those ones that I'll I'll just throw in, you know, from time to time just to To play a little bit you know not even you know not even really to go through the story or whatever just to to kind of fuck around for a bit Mm -hmm. it's just a fun one to go back to
3: yeah we used to play that one a lot at like with my friends at pizza parties so i can like Mm -hmm. whenever i think of that game i just think of pizza and mountain dew and late nights (laughs) and we just just play that game all night and what i love about those old star wars games too is that they never took themselves too seriously so Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you have these troopers yelling at each other and it feels very like military but it's like just a good goofy time like you mentioned you can kill ewoks in a mode and what a fun time that game is. That's where the dancing yeah. Chewbacca meme just, came from too, right? I still right?
1: remember a night where we just <laughs> we, we slaughtered Ewoks for like hours just because it was funny. Oh. Like, it's so weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like it even had like this this weird, well not weird, but it was a, it was an interesting kind of a risk-based uh kind of a a game that hmm. where you could conquered or liberated planets based on whether you were ah. the good or the bad side and as each side would kind of get closer and closer together when you met in the middle on an actual contested planet, then there would, there would, you know, go into the whole battle mode or whatever. But, uh, no, it was, it was definitely, uh, definitely a good time just to, uh,
0: just to jump in and, and, and kill some Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Good picks, man. I'm, uh, I, I know there's a lot of redundancy here, but, uh, already we're, we're, we're hitting all the big ones. All right, Joe,
1: back to you, buddy. All right. Well, uh I talked about a good one. Uh I feel like now I should mention uh, a bad one. Uh of which there are many. Oh yeah, probably more than good ones, I would argue. <laughs> um so I'm going to just kind of jump into this game that I had I had some some high hopes for and was horribly let down uh Uh, came out on playstation and i believe it was on pc as well it was the adaptation of star wars episode one the phantom menace oh um and it was this weird action. That one. it was like this hybrid of action, but also RPG, where like you talked with people and you had to like collect items and help Anakin build his pod racer, but like there was also action elements. But like the action elements were so bad, like the, the hit detection was really rough. Um, the voice acting was terrible. Like this, this whole game reeked of just quick cash grab. Mm-hmm. And it, if there was ever a, a game, a PlayStation game. That was like that era's version of ET for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, no. That's what this game was. It was shameless and it was horrible. And if anybody, I could, I could understand if somebody played that game if that was their first experience with Star Wars. Period. They wouldn't want to know anything else about this saga <laughs> of films or video games. It's so ugly and such a turnoff. Uh, have you ever played that, Joel?
0: Uh, I have not, but uh I can attest that yes, Lucasfilm had a uh or LucasArts I should say, uh had a had a run there where just like anything they could slap that Star Wars name on, uh the quality control was not a priority for them. Uh
1: mm-hmm. and you could specifically can argue- in just the Playstation One era. Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: like that episode one yeah. era was full mm-hmm. of what is the opposite of a gem? That's what it was. <laughs> <A turd. laughs> it was a turd. A turd, yeah. Like the Obi Wan, the Obi Wan game. Oh, yeah. That was like oh, a Diablo yeah. clone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the voice acting and oh god, it was mm-hmm. so bad.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Good call. Well, oh, I, you, I guess what that's you on, on to one? me then, isn't it? Uh, well, shit. Well, as long as we're staying with bad games, um, you know. Although these are debatable because. I played the hell out of all three of these games on the Super Nintendo, uh, but I don't know that I ever have the desire to do them again. I'm talking about the Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, and Super Return of the Jedi, each of them getting progressively harder, and that's saying something because that first game just, like, threw everything at you, super unfair. You could do everything right and still die. Uh, You had to be a master of, like, timing the jumps uh, and... Through no fault of your own. That's that's the, the the sign of a bad game. Like, you can do everything right and through no fault of your own be killed. And that is just frustrating that's as shit.
1: synthetic difficulty. Yeah. That's exactly
0: what it is. But I'm a sucker. I'm a Star Wars fan. And we were hard up for anything Star Wars back in the day. And this was, uh, you know, what, early 90s? We didn't really have a lot of Star Wars games uh, to, to wrap around. And mm-hmm. certainly not in the 16-bit era. So uh, I remember hearing Super Star Wars is going to be announced. We're going to do all three games and LucasArts is releasing them. I was there, but, uh, yeah, I, (laughs) I think fondly of them, but not highly. How about you guys? Anybody play those games? They
1: were doing some, Oh yeah. They were doing some good stuff with those games. Uh, but your graphics control wise, it was, it was really bad. The sound was good for the time that 16 bit, like John Williams score coming Mm -hmm. through the speakers. Mm -hmm. Uh, i i liked them fine i i loved the idea of being able to pick your own character to play through certain moments like when you finally get everybody and this might be an embarrassing confession but i don't care i can share something like this i'm a grown-ass man i don't <laughs> care about your judgment uh in super return of the jedi when you got leia first she was the boosh bounty hunter then she gets caught and she's slave leia oh yeah uh I probably played through those levels more times than I pr- should probably admit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> simply simply because uh that was some sexy-ass Princess Leia. Even in 16-bit uh, form, when- huh? And whenever she got hit, she would go, ah. Oh.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember that, too. Uh,
1: there were like two or three variations of her going, ah. Uh, you oh. know they did that intentionally. <laughs> they, they had to. was fucking dirty-ass programmers. Mm. And I'm so thankful they did. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, those were those those could have been better, uh, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're not the worst that had that had been put out. No, and, um, and graphically
0: they were really good, and it was it was you know the mm-hmm. first time we're seeing like semi accurate representations of our heroes. Uh, I think they took a little bit of a, some liberties with uh, some of the, <laughs> the character designs. They, I don't remember Womp Rats. Uh being that plentiful and uh dangerous.
1: Or a giant womp rat. yeah, he, he fights, I think Luke fights a giant womp rat That's right. at, at the most Eisley Cantina. Yes. The boss is, it's the the monster that Chewie's controlling when they're playing uh, holo-chest oh, yeah, or whatever. That's right. That's, oh. yeah, that's
0: oh, wow. the oh, wow. boss of that level. So not canon is what you're saying, Joe, those games. <laughs> no, no, not at all.
3: Yeah, that was kind of my biggest thing. So again, I love the ones that are like they feel like side stories to the movies and that one was like turned up to the max it was like luke is flipping around shooting <laughs> stuff like this is to me that's like this is not star wars no. <laughs> even before even
1: before he'd been trained as a jedi he was really his flip jumps
3: yeah, yeah i was like oh i don't know about this <laughs> uh all right mark back to you what do you got yeah so i have a like a, a title that not a lot of people have played but i think is probably my favorite star wars game to this day wow Um, It's like a little hidden gem. It's for the Game Boy Advance and the DS. And it is the Revenge of the Sith adaptation. Oh, So it's a 2D beat-em-up similar to like the old Ninja Turtles games. Mm -hmm. You can play as Anakin or as Obi-Wan. And it has RPG elements. And to me, what makes a good like Star Wars slash Jedi game is like you learn the skills, you learn the nuances of the controls. And by the end, you feel like I'm strong, I'm fast, and I'm powerful because of my skills. Mm -hmm. and this game masters that feeling perfectly you're playing through and at first you know you have things like you can level up like attack speed and and how far you can throw things with the force or how many things you can throw with the force and as you level up you you get better skills and so then you can go and by the end of the game you're just like slashing droids and it, it, it was the most satisfying experience of a star wars game i've ever played and Nobody I've ever met has ever played it. So. No.
1: I've never even heard of this game.
0: Yeah, that sounds I, super appealing yeah, to me because it.
1: I love those type of games. It, I, I never played rare. that. Yeah. No, that's, really that's uh good. the uh the PlayStation 2 version, or was it yeah, I think it was PlayStation 2. Uh that adaptation of Revenge of the Sith had a cool like um extra fighter element like there was the story but then you could also do like a two player versus like jedi battles and stuff Mm -hmm. that's right Uh, and i thought you were going to describe that 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 was on the gba version i've never played this what you're describing almost sounds like a a revenge of the sith style version of jedi power battles um Mm. which was a, a playstation title that was kind of a side scroller beat em up
3: yeah Yeah. it's it's just so fun and and i recently bought it again on the ds and what's cool about so i originally played it on the game boy advance and it has all the same they're both the same game but what the ds version has is a like a rogue squadron fighter built in a 3d ship fighter and it has like Uh, different ships you can choose from like the falcon or a tie fighter or a naboo Starfighter and it's it was just so cool i mean that game is just amazing i'm
2: gonna have to check that out yeah
3: find it somewhere Highly recommend. You'll feel like a Jedi, I promise. I promise. Nice. <laughs> nice.
2: Cause I do remember I remember the Jedi Power
3: Battles. Um oh, with, it was
2: lovely. what you were describing there and yeah, it was so great. But mm-hmm. uh never heard of that one for the DS. So that's I'm gonna
0: I'm definitely gonna check that out. Nice, nice pull. Yeah, I think we're we're all Googling and adding to our carts as we speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Jay. It is back to you.
2: All right. Um well I guess sticking with the, the... bad game recommendations that we were going with earlier mm-hmm. uh, Super Bombad Racing Oh shit
1: <laughs> You shut your fucking mouth <laughs> <ear> Notorious <laughs> Shut
3: uh,
1: your fucking mouth
2: Speaking of Star Wars slapping their name on, yes. on anything they could get their hands on at, that game and I love Mario Kart I love sure. Diddy Kong racing. I love even crash, Bandicoot. crash Team Racing, you know, yeah. But and the in the um South Park, there was a South Park Kart racer. Oh yeah. Bro, you that was also you did
1: not like South Park racer more than you liked this one. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way.
2: No, you're 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 probably right. I would say it was on the same level as the South Park racer. Okay. Um it was a is a disappointing all around like for something that that should have been so simple to just have a fun little competitive but not like ultra competitive game should have been easy to, to pull that off. And,
0: where, where did they go wrong? Yeah. Because like you said, on, on the surface, it seems like a no-brainer. Um, and, and I mean, when, when the Lego movies or the Lego games have been able to take the Star Wars universe and kind of slap some comedy mm-hmm. on it, you know, because all the little racers here, like, they look like bobbleheads, right? They've got super huge heads. Yeah, yeah. Driving little cars giant around. Giant Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. that's, that's like yeah. what we're all familiar with.
2: Where did they go wrong? Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, the controls were yeah. horrible. It yeah. was. No, he's right. It was very difficult to to get any kind of uh, feeling of being in control of the uh, of the racer itself. Yeah. Um. The the power ups were lackluster.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, one just- of the things that Mario Kart does well is that like there's definitely a sense of weight and like mm-hmm. uh and acceleration like you feel kind of like the car building the speed and like yeah. getting up to this stuff. and with with super bombad racing like you just hit the button and you were going and you're like going there was, yeah. there was no weight there was no heft to the vehicle that you were driving so it didn't quite engage it didn't feel and that and thus the controls like just trying to get around the maps was it was difficult yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it
2: felt like you were floating on ice a lot, mm-hmm. trying to trying to do any kind of turns that were any kind of precision. You you would just slide around, uh, slam into the walls, and of course, slamming into the walls didn't really slow you down because again, as soon as you started hit the button, you were going again. So it was it was like there was no penalty for
3: for not driving well. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was
2: just a terribly done game.
3: <laughs> yeah and another thing i think is like the lego games have this sense of humor that i think works really well because it's from an outsider's perspective who's is that is that that's not take two who develops the lego games is it i can't know no, tt
2: um, T- yeah tt
3: some, that's right um so i think having that outside, outsider's perspective is a lot funnier but when it's coming from within i feel like Lucasfilm film and lucas arts don't think the same things are funny that we do. So it's like yeah. the humor just doesn't land and it's like super bombad racing. It's like just a kick in the face to people who dislike Jar Jar. And then yeah. I think that one came after po- the pod racing game. So it was like Which was, was
2: so, so good pod pod so good. good. And we had yeah. such
3: high expectations and I think that's that there's there's so much things wrong with super bombad racing. That man, what a what a travesty. <laughs> yeah. Just that was, box yeah. art burned in my brain. I still, I still own
1: it. I have it in um, at my desk at work, <laughs> yeah.
3: to remind you. Like, no matter how hard you try, you won't fail that hard, or you <laughs> won't fail that hard.
1: <laughs> so, so, like a, a fun little story. When I think it was when Attack of the Clones came out, Jay and I were writing on a website that we had created with some friends, and we tried to do like a little partner up with like the Force.net, some local Force.net guys, and we did like a video game contest. Uh, competition like we went out to where people were waiting in line for like weeks they were waiting in line for uh attack of the clones and so we went out to the line and we brought like this you know we brought a video game competition with prizes and stuff and uh and the two games we had people play against each other on was super bombad racing and masters of taras uh and so i i have a fondness for the game because of the time it represents but yeah, no, it's 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 incredibly bad and uh, very misguided. Like you, mm-hmm. like Joel said, it's kind of a no brainer. Like, how can you screw up a cute racer with Star Wars characters? You know, you've got cute Yoda, you got Darth Maul, you got even little Anakin, and right. you know they've all got like two bits of dialogue that they can say, and you know, other than that, just make it like Mario Kart. Yeah, and when you can't follow just the simple blueprint of what somebody else has done before you you don't deserve to succeed.
3: <laughs> so I just quickly looked it up to see who the developer was. And I think I know now why it was so bad. So it was the learning side of LucasArts. So it was developed by Lucas Learning. Oh. So all the educational uh, games. All right.
0: It's all coming together
3: now. It's all uh, coming together.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, Joe, that's not what's next on your list. None of the e-learning games.
1: <laughs> no, no, not one of the e-learning games. What I want to talk about is a, a Star Wars game that completely blew my mind. Um and uh, I'm just going to go into it. Knights of the Old Republic for the Xbox. Um, this, I mean, again, talking about s- side stories. One of the more interesting things, and as much as I love the Skywalkers, what I love is when people realize like, that this is a galaxy far, far away. It's a whole universe of other people. I'm sure there are other people that are just as interesting and just as important as the Skywalkers. And this game does a really great job of it. I think it takes place like 3,000 years before the events of the original Star Wars trilogy. And it tells this great story about like, you know, the Sith kind of trying to extend their rule over the Republic. And like you play this mysterious character who wakes up on a bridge of a ship that's being attacked. And it's this whole thing where like you realize you're force sensitive uh, and you've got to go and, take the Jedi trials and all this stuff and the relationships it's done by Bioware. So, you know, there's a relationship engine that's going to be involved in something Mm. like this. Uh, and I, I even now, I mean, the game came out, what, like 20 something years ago, but like, I don't want to spoil it. This game had one of the best twists that for some reason, even as a star Wars fan, I should have seen it coming and I didn't see it coming. Mm. And I love it all the more for it. Like it was just it was so good and that it it took that risk to go there and that it pays off. Uh yeah, for for your money you can't do much better than mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic.
0: Uh and, and it's timely too because uh the announcement just came, well it's not an announcement but uh word is that uh they're doing a remake of Knights of the Old Republic. No word on a release date. me. But uh, I know I can't wait to see that in 2021's graphics and gameplay. Uh, So yeah, Mm -hmm. anybody else played Uh, this game? Fantastic!
3: Yeah, such a good game. And and it's funny. I agree with Joe that, like, my girlfriend. I got her into Star Wars when we met, and I I, she's like, "Oh, have you heard of this Knights of the Old Republic game?" I'm like, "You need to stop looking that up because we have to play it. (laughs) No spoilers. (laughs) We need to play this because it is so good, and that twist is just." Mind-blowing. Yeah. I love it so much.
0: Mm-hmm. It's no surprise to see it at the uh, top of a lot of people's lists when it comes to Star Wars games. Mm. Mark, uh, you, you think you got something you can beat that with? Joel, it's your turn. Oh, shit. See, I keep <laughs> skipping nice save. over everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm the one who has the top Knights of the Old Republic, huh? Uh, well, I'm not going to do that, obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, these were notable, These th- this pair of games, um, back in the time when uh, we were starved, For Star Wars content back in the early 90s. And I mentioned it earlier with the Super Nintendo games. That's why there was such a clamor for them and excitement. Um, But it still wasn't the same. It still wasn't the same as seeing actors in costumes in Stormtrooper outfits or, you know, uh, the rebel gear. Uh, acting out scenarios and playing. And, of course, you're not getting that stuff on home consoles. You're only going to see that on the PC side. And there were a pair of games mm-hmm. that uh, made me want to buy a PC so bad back in the early 90s. I had a buddy he was the only friend I know who had one, uh, and we would go over there and play the uh, X-Wing and TIE Fighter games uh, that LucasArts was making at the time. I thought you were about to talk about Rebel Assault. Oh yeah, I actually want to say that those came out funny. afterwards, but uh, still they kind of carrying yes. on that yes. tradition, it just blew my mind to be able first of all to to play a, a game like this on a computer um where you know we've got full motion video um scenes in be- in between our uh levels uh and there was a there was a story it was the closest thing to new Star Wars movies we had at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I couldn't get enough of them. And, you know, the games were fun to play. There was nothing groundbreaking uh, about them. Again, they were just kind of flight simulators. Um, But, uh, yeah, to me it was was something special that uh, we hadn't seen before and wouldn't see for another Mm -hmm. five or six years. I would
1: almost say that there is plenty groundbreaking about TIE Fighter and X-Wing and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. There was so much, like... The, just the depth that they went into for controlling those ships like you could make yes. it simple or you could make it more complex when you're playing tie fighter like when you get further into that game and you become like darth vader's wingman and hearing like darth vader command you like give you orders and stuff that like, is true that's pretty cool dude when you when you hit yeah. the, you hit space and you'd go after some x-wings and darth vader's on your wing like that that is crazy cool. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. And they they could have you know
2: they could have gone something simple like uh, like a Star Fox style um, control where right. it could be you know could be controlled with anything, but they also allowed you to to go in full flight simulator mode if you wanted to you know you you had a joystick that you could get and you could uh, you could program it to all the buttons on the dashboard and everything that you that you would have there. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was definitely something they could have copped out on, and and they they went full on with it yeah
3: and they even had like stimulation things where you can like divert power to certain parts Mm -hmm. of the ship didn't they like to your thrusters or to your forward shields and stuff like that That i mean yes truly groundbreaking i think
1: so much depth uh and obviously the uh the inspiration for what we got last year with star wars squadrons Mm -hmm. um uh, unfortunately my my stick my my stick and throttle or whatever the heck you call it oh yeah um ended up started it it act it started acting up and i guess that was like a known issue with these controllers um and so i ended up returning it but uh but once i can get another one which apparently those are really hard still to come by uh once i get another one i'll be playing some more that man squadrons takes everything that you loved about x-wing and tie fighter and just like gives you even more just like depth of control and just this rich story that's kind of going on uh and if you still have a PSVR that is definitely the way to do it i RPC i got rid VR. of my i got rid of my PSVR when i got a quest uh and i regret it now because playing that in vr a buddy of mine still had it playing that in vr is like it's it's a yeah. whole new world it's like aladdin aladdin took me by the hand <laughs> and took me on the magic carpet and i was like more aladdin give me more um, yeah no that's man Tie Fighter and X Wing are good, man. Mm-hmm. And I think those are available. You could play those now on Steam, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They, they were they were part of the, the part of that bundle that
2: oh nice that, uh, that came out. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, that was the last one that I had kind of jotted down. I think we've mentioned all the other ones on my list. So uh, what do we say we go around uh, the horn one more time, and then we'll uh, get into some okay. honorable mentions. Mark, uh, what do you got next for you?
3: Yeah. So I kind of talked earlier about that split. There's like that. The Super Star Wars effect is what I call it, where it just takes <laughs> Star Wars and it just like amplifies it on crack. So I feel like we would be remiss not to mention the Force Unleashed, mm-hmm. which uh-huh. I feel is the evolution of the Super Star Wars formula. But what I liked about the Force Unleashed is that it it did have a grounded story that tied into the Skywalker saga, where it actually showed you the birth of, well, spoiler alert, the birth of the Rebellion. But <laughs> yeah, the Force Unleashed was that game where it's like, let's just take the Force powers and just crank them all to 30,000. Oh, yeah. And, have a good time is that the one force crushing tie fighters (laughs) he fucking brings brings down a star destroyer down right yeah yes Yes. it's really absurd and ridiculous and and it it does break star wars canon in big air quotes for a lot of reasons but it's just a fun time and the story's a a blast honestly really Mm -hmm. well crafted and the music Mm -hmm. is really well done too yeah oh good
2: call all right jay Indeed. Well I was gonna go with uh squadrons, um, just because that's one that I've I've recently started on, but hey we're we're good, we're good. I can <laughs> I can go with uh I can go with uh, Masters of Terascasi then we kind of uh-huh. briefly mentioned that. That mm-hmm. um I I just love that it, it took a formula like a fighting game formula and was able to map it so well to star wars characters and and being able to have not just you know lightsabers but also uh you know blasters and force powers and it not feeling so overpowered against people that didn't have those things you know you could Mm -hmm. you could still put up a good fight or even you know beat darth vader or beat you know luke skywalker um Mm -hmm. No, it was just a fun time. And you know, we had talked about the that little the little competition that we put up. And I I remember going into that because we, me and Joe and some of our friends, we had played Masters of Tarascasi a lot Mm -hmm. before going into that. And we go into this thing and we're we're all like strutting our stuff thinking we're gonna be badass or whatever. And people were kicking our asses (laughs) like no problem. Like holy shit, these guys do it.
1: It's it's a fun deal, and and also the fact that they gave you like options for characters. Like you could have Luke as a Jedi, or you could have Luke before he's a Jedi, and like Mm -hmm. he's Luke with a blaster instead of Luke with a lightsaber. Or you got Boosh Leia. Oh, or you could be Slave Leia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fan favorite. (laughs) But one of one of my favorite aspects of that game is that like they had two characters that were like, they weren't a main or anything like that. It was just like, they needed to throw some other species. Like, if you got a Star Wars fighting game, you need to have some aliens in there. Uh, and so they put in a Gamorrean guard named Thok, who would fight with his battle axe, but like uh, had a really cool, like physical pound attack that he would do. Mm. He would like jump high and like pound on the other character. But then there was another character It was a sand person whose name was Hor. <laughs> <laughs> H O A R, whore. But like the guy would announce, like, there's a voice that, no. like, whenever you would pick your characters, it would then announce like the matchup, That's and it the would best. be like, Luke Skywalker versus whore. <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. Oh. Uh, no, we, you're right. We played a whole lot of Masters of Tarascasi to the point where Jay and I both would like recognize when the other one was trying to do like the big combo <laughs> the special and, you know, move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what a great. weird, weird time for Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I mean, it, it just goes to to what I was saying before. Like, the, the people who were, like, the gatekeepers of the Star Wars IP were just, like, throwing it at people. Like, <laughs> yes. make a game for this. Make a game for that. You got a 3D Tekken fighter? Throw sure. Star Wars on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, Joe. I think you have the honor of uh, being our last speaker,
1: man. Well, there's a lot still that we're leaving on the table. Yes. Um, so if uh, if I needed to to just kind of give an honorable mention to anything real quick, I would say that the uh, the Oculus uh, there's a series of VR games called Vader Immortal. Oh yeah, uh, which is which is really good. I mean, they're short. It's three chapters. They're fairly short, but like it's a really good time. Uh, And it kind of it it gives you a little bit of a deeper story of Darth Vader and like what he'd been trying to do. Like the whole like I want to keep Padme from dying thing didn't end with Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. The story kind of explores that more in a way of like he was trying to like bring her back. Uh, So so there's some some fun things going on there Uh, on the PlayStation. We got Star Wars Demolition which was a twisted metal style game. Right. Uh, and it's one of the few games where you got to play as Lando Calrissian. Uh, so it, it deserves a little bit of love. But I think for me, my holy grail and the thing that I would regret not mentioning is the original eighties star Wars arcade. Oh uh, yes. We talked about our first, our first exposure to star Wars gaming, uh, that's it for me. That was, I told the story before, the restaurant was called The Ground Round in Rochester, New York. Uh, it was the sit-down cabinet. Uh, it's one of the most influential games of my life. And in fact, I, I have a, a version of it, one of those uh, you do. arcade one-up machines sitting in the living room. That's uh, awesome. As soon as they announced it, I was like, man, I need to have this. That's uh, it's, it's all I ever wanted arcade-wise and gaming-wise. And uh, I love it. I love it so much, and it's ugly, and it doesn't <laughs> well, translate well. My kids are like, what is this ugly line art? But, uh, but it, it still speaks to me.
0: And and I do think that's part of the appeal because, you know, nothing says original Star Wars like, yeah, I mean, the 1977 Star Wars we can't get past the fact that it was filmed in that era. Like, I know we yeah. try to look at all nine of these films as, oh, they were in one complete, but like Luke Skywalker's hair is totally 70s. The the fashion is 70s. Yeah. It, it screams 70s. And here you have it uh, encapsulated in this arcade cabinet with the line art, which is totally 70s, with the decals on the side, which is totally 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything to, to the controllers, like that feels like 1977's Star Wars uh mm-hmm. in total yeah good call man yeah uh all right well yeah. then I, I i lied joe i'm actually going to glom onto that and uh <laughs> bring up the other arcade star wars the the trilogy uh that came out what later 90s uh where yeah, you got the late to, 90s early 2000 it, it wasn't line art uh, it was actually in color and you got to uh play in i think three different scenarios right you were the the speeder on uh, the Ewok home planet. Which I can't, that escapes me as well. What is it with planets today? No, it's, <laughs> it was the forest moon of Endor. Endor, we, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even a planet all at with? all. I have no idea. I'm having a stroke live on the <laughs> air. Uh, but yes, um, that was one of them. Uh, another one was, what were you, uh, you Flying a Tie Fighter?
1: As, was it also like so? You were flying like you were the Falcon, and it did the ah, story. You could do the story from from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You could do the story from Empire Strikes Back, uh, and then the story from you could do stuff from Jedi. And each one of them had a lightsaber sequence yes, too, right? That's how where they you're, ended. Where you're fighting Vader. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was uh, really special to see Star Wars back in arcades and kind of updated uh, for the times. Uh, so I'll, that that is kind of my honorable mention. Uh, so now that I've got that out of the way, I'm going to uh, throw it back to you guys. Let's do some last uh, honorable mentions real quick.
3: Yeah, I got one that's kind of in the same realm as Joe's um, Vader Immortal, and I think it's another one that a lot of people haven't played, um, but it is also one of like the best Star Wars experiences I've ever had, and it's very hard to play because it's in a location. You have to go to The Void to play the Star Wars experience at The Void. So it's VR, ah. but it's you you can move around and it has hand tracking and you can see your own hands and you you can like interact oh, yes. with things and it Jay, is Jay, did you do that with me? Yes. Yeah, yes. we did that. The Oh, uh, awesome. So amazing. Vader Immortal is done by the same developers. Yes, is it yeah. ILMX Lab or something yep. like that? Uh-huh. Yeah and do it with friends once the pandemic's over um because it is honestly an amazing experience and i don't want to spoil anything but i my best like one of my best star wars memories is it puts you in a star a stormtrooper suit like virtually and if you're with friends you can look at them and they're in stormtrooper suits too but the best part is that it's adaptive to people's heights so i'm much taller than my little sister (laughs) so you know, you get transformed into a stormtrooper. You're like, whoa! And then I look, and there's like a five foot tall stormtrooper, or I don't know how tall she is, but she's much shorter than me. And I just like couldn't help but bust out laughing. And you know, it's like, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Like, <laughs> we, it was just a fun time, and we were just there's like parts where you have to like somebody has to figure out a puzzle, and another person's like shooting and defending, and it's like,
1: and the fact you, that you're in like you're interacting with physical things around you that yes. are also represented in this virtual game was just mind-blowing it was so yeah. cool
3: like if there's a switch on the wall you have to push you have to actually you you grab it and you pull it down and it's amazing i think it's like mm-hmm. 30 bucks a person for about maybe a 20 a 30 minute experience but about
1: 20 minutes yeah
3: i've done it twice now it's worth every penny nice. so oh. it's so good did oh. you
1: have them they email you your your card your wanted poster or whatever did you oh, get
3: that? Oh yeah. And it has yeah. like how many credits you're worth based on how oh, bad how you how did many or whatever kills you got. Yep. Oh that's yep. awesome. Man. Oh man. It's really cool.
0: All right. Well you heard it here first, folks. Uh, get your vaccine so you can go play uh that and uh, relive experience. Uh Jay, what about you? Honorable mentions? Uh well I've got a couple. There's um they're actually they're not exactly
2: like the same game or related specifically, mm-hmm. but they're kind of related. Um, one of them is uh, Force Commander, which was kind of a, a real-time strategy uh, style hmm. game, uh, where you basically you were you were the commander of all your little forces. And uh, but the other one is Republic Commando, which was kind of the opposite end, where you were the unit, and you kind of had this whole tactical uh, first-person shooter aspect, where it was almost like they played off together. You would have commands that would come in that you would have a unit, your your uh, team that you would go in with. And they just released that on the Switch last That's week. That's right. Or the week before. Republic Commando?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Oh.
3: Minus, I think, I don't remember if there's any online aspects to the original, but I think it doesn't have any anything online. But yeah, they recently re-released it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. What, what troopers were those again? Were those the they were oh god i can't remember which ones but when they added them to battlefront the recent battlefront i was like
0: yes
3: uh this
2: one just says the elite clone trooper
3: yeah so cool yeah
2: delta squad
3: and i think uh tamira morrison did the voices in that oh he did Mm -hmm. so it's like all authentic clone voices so cool (laughs) nice
1: that's awesome, Joe. Did we
0: already do your We already do your honorable no, mention. You got no,
3: more?
1: I'll do. I mean, I did. I did one honorable mention. That was the, uh, um, oh, what was it? I don't even remember. Um, but just I guess Jay talking about the uh, the RTS's. Uh, I think that the it doesn't get much better RTS wise with Star Wars than Empire at War. Um, yes, that game. That game allowed you to have campaigns both in space and on land on the planets uh it it was as close to command and conquer that star yeah. wars would ever get yeah. uh in fact it's like it, it it's so popular that people are still like modding it and making enhancements for it uh there's a whole steam community with like it, the, the original game had like i think the empire and the rebellion and also like the bounty hunters, like the fringe. Now, like somebody went in and did a mod that made like, you could be black sun. You like, you could be all these other different things. They, they did it. So like, yeah, you could do the uh, like prequels. uh, So you could be some of those forces. Uh, I think they've done a mod. That's like the new sequels. So you could be the, the first order. It's, it's crazy. And it's just, it's a beautiful game. It controls wonderfully. And there's nothing more satisfying than playing as the empire and doing a uh, a campaign skirmish in space and getting enough resources to build the Death Star. and when oh. you get that notice that it's done, like you can destroy the planet that you're fighting for <laughs> That's awesome. and, and immediate, you immediately win the battle, but I mean. How, how much of an empire do you have when you destroy all the planets? In right. <laughs> good point. Yes. <laughs> but no, that's that's a good one. And and again, if you've got Steam, you could still play that one. I might need to pick that one up because mm-hmm. I remember
3: loving that game. Yeah, good pieces.
0: stuff. All right. I think that wraps her up. I mean, we could talk for about Star Wars and Star Wars video games forever. Feels like
1: we have. We could. But yeah. To the... I made a, a list just based off of memory. Without even looking up, I just rattled off a list of star wars games that yep. i remembered for uh, each of the systems I, and we haven't even touched on half of them nope we haven't uh although as we mentioned
0: half of them probably shouldn't be played so uh we mentioned the good <laughs> ones check out the ones that we have uh, mentioned on this episode uh, and if you have one that we maybe we haven't mentioned that's your favorite feel free to sound off on our facebook page again that's 16 bit gladiators on facebook uh or you can follow us on twitter and uh dm us there at 16 bit gladiators All right, that is our Star Wars episode for May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Next week, our topic du jour will be uh, boss battles, those memorable moments uh, where you finally triumph over the big baddie you've been trying to get to all game. Uh, And, uh, man, just thinking about it, three or four pop into my mind. I'm sure our guests have some on their list as well. So tune in next week when we're going to talk about some of our most notable boss battles in video games. All right, good job, everybody. Thank you for bringing your Star Wars trivia. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite episodes so far, hopefully for the listener was as well. Uh, Joe Cucinati, thank you, always. Thank you. And uh, special guest, Mark Zamora, again, always uh, happy having you on. Thanks. Uh, and then my right winger, Jay Gunn. Nice job, buddy. Thank you, thank you. All right, well, tune in next week for another episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators, and until then, may the Force be with you. And also
1: with you. <laughs>
3: that's it man game over man it's
1: game over what the fuck are we gonna do now you've been listening to the next wave radio network that's fucking gold